We live in an angry world. Forbes had an article recently about how for several years now, acts of anger, aggression keep escalating. Social media actually teaches you to feel and express more moral outrage because those expressions get more likes than other kind of interactions. It's a huge problem. But you can't actually manage your anger by trying to not be angry. You have to aim at something deeper. So, the greatest teacher who ever lived said that what is insurmountable, not your problems, not this difficult world, not what makes you angry, what's ultimately insurmountable is God and his kingdom, his presence with you today. So make it a golden rule day. And we do that today by beginning to look at Jesus' teachings about anger. Um, so, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus said, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. Of course, that's one of the Ten Commandments. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Really? That seems like a kind of unrealistic standard, doesn't it? If you have ever seen the old King James version of the Bible, um, this particular verse in the King James is actually translated, uh, whosoever is angry with a brother without cause will be subject to judgment. Now, why do they translate it that way? In the old days, you know, there were not um, uh, printing presses back when the Bible was first getting written, so scribes would have to copy it. And apparently there were some scribes that thought, man, Jesus can't have said that. That doesn't make any sense. That's not possible. So they inserted little Greek word, AK, uh, without cause into that. It kind of makes me mad that they would do that. But they did that to try to make palatable or soften what Jesus was saying because it seems so unrealistic. Um, but the best manuscripts don't have that word, the oldest ones that we have access to now. So he just says, anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment again. Anyone who says to a brother or sister, racha, that was a term of contempt. It's an Aramaic word. It, it may be from, if you're going to spit on somebody, that sounds like racha uh, that you make in your throat is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Now, this is the beginning of what are sometimes called the six antitheses. Jesus has said that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the kind of traditional, conventional religious thinking, you're not going to be able to live in the kingdom of heaven. And now he's going to give six different examples of what that um, surpassing or abundant goodness is like. And he'll look at anger. And then sexuality, marriage, try to use words to get people to do what we want them to do. What do you do when somebody hurts you? What do you do when you have an enemy? What, what, what does a person who's living in the kingdom actually do in those kind of situations? And he's not giving laws here. He's giving creative examples about them. But he starts with this business of anger, which we have such a problem with. And uh, he says, 
anyone who is angry with a brother or sister. So got to stop for a minute and talk about anger. Um, anger is basically energy, and it's what you experience when someone or something thwarts your will. When your will is being frustrated, you'll experience a little surge of energy, and that's anger. Other night, Nancy and I were out, and she was trying to order some food for somebody, um, but the restaurant's website was um, making her answer, you've seen this kind of thing, like identify which of these pictures has a stoplight in it. And then when that didn't work, which of these pictures has a pigeon in it? Which of these pictures has a cloud that looks like the profile of a 19th century president? It's like, it's, it's impossible to do. And she's trying to do it on a phone. Where you, so then, then you feel that little surge of my will is being thwarted and I get angry. That's not a problem. Here's the difficulty. Um, very, very quickly, when there's another person that I'm angry at, I, I'm not just feeling my will is being thwarted. I'm feeling you're the one that's doing it. And so I'm angry at you. And it very quickly moves to, I bear ill will for you. I feel malice towards you. And that becomes a problem because love is to will the good. And it's never okay not to will the good for another person. Let me just say that again. This is what Jesus teaches that we'll be going through. It's never okay to not will the good for another person. So anger begins with um, frustration that my will is being thwarted. There's an obstacle in my path. And then it can move very easily to feeling ill will towards another person. And then there's a third level um, where I actually then choose to indulge my anger. I want to nurse it. Um, we might sometimes wonder, why is there so much anger uh, when it's so lethal? It kills. I was reading about this in a book on anger quite recently, that people who have anger problems are three times more likely to die of a heart attack. Why would we do that to ourselves? And of course, the reason is because anger makes us feel superior. In order to be angry, I have to feel like I'm the unjust victim of what it is that you have done to me. And so I, I feel self-righteous in myself and I look down on you. And I um, rehearse that in my mind. And so when Jesus says here... Uh, Uh, anyone who is angry, a little bit of grammar, but it helps us to understand this. He uses a participle. That's one of those ing verbs, and uh, uh, it's a present participle, which means I am continuing to be angry. I have uh, experienced anger, and then it continues. There was another tense, the aorist tense, that was one point in time punctiliar. That's not what he uses here. So the idea is, um, I am choosing to live by ruminating with my anger towards you. And uh, that's not what somebody who is living in the kingdom where they're seeking to do good it will do. In our day, I was just reading about this. They actually have what are called rage rooms, and you can go into those rooms, and they'll give you a baseball bat, and you can destroy dishes or cars, or that sort of thing. It turns out that's not a good way to deal with anger. There's sometimes, unfortunately, especially in psychological circles, this idea that you just got to let the anger fly or it's going to build up inside you till you explode. We don't think about that 
in terms of other emotions, you never hear somebody say, man, I have not been expressing my gratitude sufficiently. I'm afraid it's just going to explode and I'm going to spew gratitude towards everybody. It turns out that venting, although it brings short-term relief, uh, over the long haul actually kind of teaches you to just deal with anger in aggressive and unhelpful ways. The, the big problem when it comes to anger is rumination, right? Just rehearse over and over what a victim I have been. And I know that feeling really well. I know how, uh, although it's not fun exactly to rehearse what this person said and how much it makes me angry at the same time, uh, uh, it makes me feel superior towards that other person. It just sucks me into it. I'll say one other thing about this, and then we'll come back to anger again the next time. It's very significant in the Sermon on the Mount that when Jesus talks about now this surpassing righteousness, he starts with anger. Anger, um, because it involves the temptation to have ill will towards another person, is the great problem in the world and in spiritual life. Interestingly enough, in AA, in the big book, uh, here's what it says. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anyone else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. And so in step four, and then fearless and searching moral inventory, the place where you begin is by looking at your resentments. Uh, and uh, it goes on. Um, what becomes quite apparent when we do this inventory initially is that this world and its people were often wrong. To conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. The usual outcome was that people continued to wrong us when we stayed sore. It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. So the invitation here is not um, never experience anger. That's not impossible for anybody. Uh, it's don't go to that next step where you say, I will rehearse my anger. I will enjoy my anger. I will nurse this grudge. So as you walk through today, just look for whenever it is that your will has been thwarted, whenever something's happened, you didn't want to have it happen. How do you respond to it? And then as you look at the people in your life, when you are tempted to nurse a grudge or to live in resentment, ask God, God, would you take this away from me? Do you help me to realize I don't have to go over that hurtful statement again and again and again? Help me to realize the person who hurt me is somebody that you love, just like I am somebody that you love. And would you give me the grace to put them in your hands? Make it a golden rule day. You've been listening to Become New with John Orberg where you can receive 10 minutes of daily teaching about the person you're becoming. 
If you like what you're hearing, you can head on over to our website, becomenew.com, where John has over 710 minute teachings on the person you're becoming, cataloged in 20 different series covering a range of topics you might be interested in. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each episode that include extra resources and discussion questions, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you have a prayer request, there's a team of us who meet each weekday to pray for listeners just like yourself. You can send your specific request to us at the number 855-888-0444. We're glad you're here, and we'll catch you next time.